0: Welcome back to our part two sit-down with Izzy Woters, And if you haven't heard part one, you guys have to check it out. We talk about Izzy's past viewing of Below Deck, what she thought about last season of Med with Malia and Hannah and Captain Sandy, what she thought of all the players on Below Deck before joining, and we really just want her takes, and we got her takes on everything during part one. Is Rachel crazy, or is she just a little off? has Francesca been too hard on Elizabeth? Did Sunshine deserve to be fired? She talks about Captain Lee. Everything you want to know is in part one. And now, stay tuned, part two with Izzy Walters. We will have to find out.
1: Mm -hmm. What
0: about Sunshine? Was Eddie too hard on Sunshine or did he deserve all that he got?
1: No, I don't think Eddie was too hard on Sunshine at all. Um, The interesting thing about Sunshine is that, you know, he what you see on TV from my experience being that is ultimately what happened. Um, he had, you know, he had good moments with his sustainability and I actually did learn new things from him, you know, to do with like Marine reserves and, you know, kind of weird stuff like that that I never would have thought about. Um, but he wasn't, he meant well, but he just wasn't the best deckhand. That's fair enough. He didn't have enough experience, but, you know, from the time he started to the time he left, there wasn't a great amount of improvement. Like he knew how to do a couple of things, like taught him to tie knots and he knew how to, you know, use the crane and things like that. Um, But there just wasn't like enough improvement to warrant keeping him on. And he didn't help himself in that I'm not sure if it's just because he hasn't had a proper job before or what it was because he seems like quite a smart person but I think I said on the the after show as well like I just don't think he has had enough work experience to have the common sense like you know do a lot of things so no I think Eddie was perfectly fine with him and I think you know a lot of people you think he deserved
0: to be fired
1: yeah and I think a lot of people have said that you know well Eddie helps Izzy so much and doesn't help Shane and I think The difference was that I was, you know, I'm not talking myself up at all, but I really wanted to learn and like really wanted to prove that I could do it. Like I came in with a point to prove and really wanted to do well. And I think that Shane was more there to promote, to promote his message and less there to be a deck hand. And I think you could kind of pick up on that. Um, and he didn't really seem too interested um you know in the job that he had to do so to say
0: to that point like because you know we don't see so much footage like yeah was Shane walking around like trying to talk sustainability like 24-7 to all of you no
1: not at all he wasn't walking around 24-7 like trying to push his message and things like that when when there was like a learning moment or like an opportunity he would um but you know you're on a super yacht, it's not a sustainable industry. Yes, there are ways we could make it more sustainable, but we're there to do a job, and we aren't there to talk full- time about sustainability. so yes, it's great, and yes, you know he made some really good points, but I don't think he was brought on you know specifically to talk about sustainability. I think he was brought on because he's like good looking guy, like cali dude, like quite personable, you know, all that kind of jazz and he Probably, maybe, could have the potential to be a good deck hand. Um, but I think he was just so focused on other things and probably pushing his platform and less focused on the job. That um, yeah, he didn't kind of help himself in that way.
0: And when you say, like, you don't think he was brought on because of the sustainability piece, like, is that something that's out there? Because he said that to me. We, we had him on our podcast. Like, he said that to me, but I never heard that before like is that what he was no. saying to people or is it because he was on my podcast and is it you're such a great listener of the behind the velvet or podcast <laughs> like did you hear it here like where because I, yeah. I I heard no, it from him when he was here
1: yeah so obviously I listen to like all my classmates that go on because I, I just like to like you know listen to what people are saying Well, thank and, like, you for to listening to our things.
0: podcast
1: no worries um but yeah no I heard him say it on there and I think you know production probably didn't they brought him on maybe, you know, the sustainability part of him is part of his, like, his personality and that's great. And a lot of people will resonate with that, but it's not the, I I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I think ultimately it's not the overwhelming reason that he was brought on the boat. Like, you know, he's this, you know, super, yeah, super lovely, super personable, all that jazz, like, you know, I just don't think that that whole sustainability thing was the the overwhelming reason. I mean, we have to remember it's a reality TV show and people are cast a lot of the time for ratings and, you know, he's a good looking guy. He's like, he can be funny and things like that and he can be quite sweet. Um, So I think that was probably more of the reason that he was brought on. But I think the sustainability was a part of it. I just don't think it was the only reason and the overwhelming reason that he was brought on the boat.
0: I would agree, you know, just from someone that does what I do and has studies this... I would listen, they bring someone on every year that is completely green, no pun intended. So that he has no experience. There's always someone and he is good looking. And I don't really think I mean, listen, I didn't say this to him when he was here. I'm not talking behind his back. I just don't think the producers really care. That's my opinion, whether that's your platform or not. I don't think they say we got in trouble or got some online flack for not being sustainable and now we have to purposely cast someone that fits this box. I don't think it works that way. I think novice and good looking and you're not Australian or New Zealand. Hey, we haven't had a California boy really. And like, that's a whole thing, a California surfer. That's, I I agree. A lot of
1: people love that image that it's like that California kind of like surfer type. So I think that's probably like, you know, a, a really big part of the reason he was brought on board, not because they wanted to push this message of sustainability.
0: I would think so. And to me, yeah. Shane, I agree. I think Shane is like Elizabeth in the sense that like really deep down like is wouldn't hurt a fly. Is the nicest yeah. person. And yeah. look, I mean, I'm I like anyone who's like really authentic. So yeah. this is your cause. Like I'm all about it. Like you stuck yeah. to your guns. But I don't think that's why you were cast and I don't think that you could have talked about it all day. I think it all would have been cut out.
1: Personally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, he obviously, did, I mean, there's there's times, like, chat and stuff like that, but, like, you know, when we were chatting, we weren't chatting 24-7 about sustainability, we were just, like, trying to have fun and, like, dance and stuff like that, so, yeah, no, I, I think that is, you know, it's not the whole reason he was cast,
0: so. What do you think of, I don't know, this whole, like, if you saw it, like, when he was on Watch What Happens and he push the sustainability because he said that was like a targeted thing which yeah. okay that's kind of I mean bravo to you that you yeah. you had this platform yeah. I mean listen he didn't answer one of my questions he said next question to me which I don't think I've ever had said
1: that's but wild
0: now I mean I'll just take my ego out of it and knock myself down now you're saying it to Andy fucking Cone. like what I
1: yeah I mean I, I, think- I was like
0: oh my god I mean you know again more power to you but what do you yeah. think of all that
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I know that kind of like by that point, you know, he like he knew he was getting fired and he really wanted to push his message. And I think it's really admirable that he is so passionate about sustainability. Mm -hmm. But I think there's a way to push your message. And I don't think he went the right way about it on Watch What Happens. You know, you get these like, you know, a lot of my family are like vegetarian and vegan and all that. And I'm fully supportive of that. But, you know, when people force things down your throat and push it and push it, it annoys people. Um, and I think kind of the attitude that he gave to Andy Cohen, and you know, in that whole interview was probably not the best way to be about it. Maybe he should have been a bit more like accepting of like the mistakes he'd done Um And you know, just a bit sweeter about the whole thing, not so defensive, because a lot of people don't respond well to defensiveness. People would rather you just like buck up, admit you made a mistake. We're all human; we all make them, kind of thing. Um, But yeah, I watched that train wreck of uh, episode, and I was, I was just like, oh god, yeah, I didn't think it was very good. When he
0: said next question, Andy's just like, yeah,
1: yeah, okay. I mean, I, I kind of had the
0: same reaction. I was like, oh. I I don't I don't remember what the question I oh I know I asked him who he I think was the worst that he worked with it's not even that that's not even that offensive a question like I
1: no I don't think any of the the question you said on watch what happens was that offensive either like if anyone was to ask me like hey were you like you know shit on the first charter I'd be like yeah I was shit there's reasons why I was shit but overwhelmingly I was shit like you just have to admit it and like you know or stuff like that like you can't get defensive or anything like that so I think he definitely I I, I'm I admire the message he wanted to send Mm -hmm. I definitely think he went about it in the wrong way
0: do you think he's going to be at the reunion
1: probably I don't know I haven't even heard whether there's a reunion yet so
0: oh I just assume I think there will be
1: yeah I mean there generally seems to be um so yeah I guess we'll find out but I'd say so I'd say they'd bring everyone back
0: And no knock against Shane because Shane, I know you're listening. We just talked about sustainability for at least seven minutes. So,
1: exactly, I know you're not here,
0: but we are supporting your platform. We are supporting
1: your cause. What about
0: so he'll be happy? What about is chef Rachel crazy or just brilliantly different? Which I'm all for different people, I'm a little different myself.
1: Yeah, I think she's brilliantly different, like Rachel is one of the most intelligent people I've ever met in my entire life. She's so smart, so knowledgeable. Um, and like I had, like, I had such a good time with her. Like we got on really well, like we had really great banter. Like, cause we'd both kind of like cross sense of humor. So that was kind of the same. Um, yeah. She can fly off the handle sometimes. I think it, like, you know, during the show, she, you know, she, I think, from what I understand now, she was, you know, she knew a lot more about the severity of coronavirus than like probably any of us did because we were in that bubble kind of thing. And, you know, she was hearing a lot of feedback from home in Italy and that's where it was getting hit hardest first. Um, And I think, but I think, yeah, she can fly off the handle sometimes, but a lot of the times she was self-aware enough to remove herself from a situation. So if she felt like she was, you know, under too much pressure or not in like, you know, a good situation for her or comfortable in the situation that she was in, then she'd remove herself from it. So I think she you know she's brilliantly different. Yeah, she can fly off the handle sometimes, but I mean, yeah, overwhelmingly she's not like a malicious person. She doesn't want to go and kill everyone. Um but yeah well, that's now yeah. I was I was I thought it was wild when I heard that she told Captain Lee to go fuck himself and I've been waiting so long to see that because that's like one of my favorite parts about doing the show because I'm kind of like a nosy person is that all this stuff happens and you can like you know normally you hear about stuff and you never get to see it again whereas we finally get to see it um so I thought that was kind of crazy but I mean I think she'd just been you know everything had built up with her and Maybe it wasn't the right way to go about it, but, you know, I, and I kind of understand why she flew off the hand a little bit.
0: I mean, you must have been shocked because I was like, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard, I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. I drink a lot of vodka, so I don't remember all the details, <laughs> but I don't really remember someone specifically telling Captain Lee to go fuck himself, really.
1: No, no. And I mean, I don't, again, I don't think she meant it in like a malicious way, Or anything like that at all. I think she was just so overwhelmingly like stressed with like her boyfriend and then coronavirus and the the shit that was going on with Elizabeth and um and Francesca and you know it might not have you know probably wasn't the best way to handle a situation um you know but that's just who she is and you know she's a she apologized for it um and everything like that so. so What about? I think she's just a kooky person.
0: (laughs) Wait I have another question That's, I mean, that's what I thought. Yeah. What about, so this was filmed in like February, like right before Corona.
1: Yeah. So I think we started filming like Feb 9 and then we ended filming like March 17.
0: And like, to your point, it's Italy kind of got at the worst. So she was like yeah. calling because she's, she lives in Italy.
1: Yeah. So her boyfriend's Italian and I think she has like, you know, she's fluent in Italian. So I think she has quite strong ties there um and obviously italy i think got hit like one of the like worst and like the hardest like right. first so she was hearing a lot about that and then obviously you know being in a long distance relationship i can imagine being stressful because you know you're hearing about all these flight closures and things like that and then she you know she would be like oh well shit am i going to actually be able to go and see my boyfriend who i haven't seen for 5 months at this stage you know i can yeah so i can fully understand how like that would have been a, like, a really upsetting situation
0: Did you hear about coronavirus before you left for the show? Or was it more like, was Rachel the one that kind of was talking about this? And that's like your earliest memory.
1: Yeah. So I think I'd heard like on the news of like one case somewhere. And then maybe in Wuhan, it might've been like getting a bit worse or something like that. But, you know, I kind of, I didn't really imagine it to be, obviously none of us did like any huge thing. Um, And we thought it was just like, you know, like a flu or something like that. So I didn't really know much about it even when I came back after we shut down filming, I didn't really know the severity of it until I got home and they shut the borders the next day and they put us into like a three-month lockdown. So, you know, when we were filming the boat, oh, like on the boat, you know, we, we are in our own bubbles and we, you know, you're not reading the news a lot or anything like that. So I didn't yeah. really know too much about it, but I think production was keeping tabs on it. And then as soon as like shit really looked like it was getting bad, they were like, no, nah, like we'll shut this down now.
0: So this season was cut short because of it.
1: Yeah, we missed. I think they've. I think I can say this because I've already said it online. But yeah, we missed the last two charters. So we did seven charters.
0: Wow, and we're on yeah. like number. Okay, that makes sense. Was what yeah. about? Did Rachel overstep when she told Elizabeth to go talk to Captain Lee about having issues? I with mean, Francesca?
1: I think she was put in a really difficult situation because you know she's friends. With I mean, I don't know if she was friends with Francesca and Elizabeth. I think she I think she kind of felt like Elizabeth. She took under her wing a bit. But you know, she's in a she's working in the department with these people. And obviously she's a great person to vent to. She's very like she's very smart. So I think I don't think she overstepped it at all. I mean, I think it was very visible by that point that Elizabeth was not comfortable talking to Francesca. So maybe, maybe, yeah, Elizabeth should have gone to Francesca, but I don't think that would have gone well. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think she overstepped it at all. I mean, she was in a really difficult spot because she's got these two people coming to her for advice. And yeah. I probably would have done the same thing Rachel, Rachel did.
0: Is Rachel's cooking just like the best you've ever had? Like same thing, oh like God. one to 10? Cause everyone seems to say it's like, I mean, you could kind of tell she's better than a lot of the below deck chefs, I, she I think. She's
1: so good. Like I um, we, I think for Father's Day last year, we took my dad to this restaurant in Sydney called Key and it's like $400 a head. It's fucking expensive and it's so good. And her, her cooking is better than that. Like her, her crew food that she made us a lot of the time, I would pay like 50 bucks in a restaurant for. So, wow. like, she lives up to the hype. Her food is fucking amazing. Absolutely So it's incredible. okay if
0: she's a little off.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, understandably as well, like, she worked on boats for 15 years. I think, like, the shit that you have to deal with on boats, that's enough to send, like, any person, like, a tiny wee bit, like, off.
0: You, and we can include Sunshine in this next question. Who was the most drama like just in general, because we don't see a lot of stuff like from a working with a, or just filming or having the person there. Like I'm out of all the other people.
1: I don't think like one specific person was the most dramatic. Obviously, there was, and you will see a lot of Frances, a lot of drama between Francesca and Elizabeth. I think that was like the overwhelming kind of majority of drama that you see there is other drama that comes up with like different people and in different situations and things like that um but I think like consistent through the whole season that the the most drama was probably with those two
0: do you think anyone because nobody was really a repeat well except for Eddie and Captain Lee but like was everyone natural or did you was it like, oh, the cameras are on and Elizabeth is totally different, James is totally different, you know? Or was it like everyone, you know? It
1: was like normal, yeah. Right, or were people no.
0: like, the cameras are on and I know this is a show and I got it. I'm going to angle myself and get this edit. Or was it yeah. all? Because like housewives do that all the time. I've, we've had yeah. people on that say, other Below Deck people have done it, so I'm not going to name names. They can go back and listen to all our past shows. But yeah. from your point of view
1: was there i think overwhelmingly everyone was just themselves um i think the first charter obviously especially in the interior i was just broken um but i think yeah that everyone that charter was it's because it's new you're kind of like you got no freaking clue what's going on so you really are trying your best more to not make mistakes but i think the beauty of below deck is that you get so used to the cameras that by like one you just don't give a fuck. really by like after the first like four hours, I was like, fuck it. Like whatever, they're there. Like, you know, you learn not to give a fuck. I don't think anyone in particular was particularly like false in front of the cameras or anything like that. I mean, I think that, you know, I'm sure there were people there, obviously like Sunshine and whatever that are pushing their own agendas and like trying to get publicity for different platforms and things like that. But I think we had like a quite a genuine cast this season.
0: That's good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that was quite nice actually to have like mostly normal people on the boat.
0: Well, that's why, like to me this season, I kind of agree with you. Like it kind of got back to like there was drama, but it was more drama about like the job as exactly. opposed to like misogynistic issues or yeah. bullying, Yeah. drugs yeah, on board and like maritime. That. Like it was more just like, this is yeah. what I remember Below Deck to be.
1: Yeah, if, yeah, that, that that's a, that's very true. And that's kind of exactly how I felt is that it seems more like, you know, the beginning, like the, the first seasons and everything like that. And everyone, you know, cause you do get like a lot of people that go on reality TV and they like start drama for drama's sake and they hype things up and things like that. Um, I mean, the only time I noticed that was the first charter. That was kind of what disappointed me about like, those guys a lot of like a couple of them were fine but i did notice that like on camera it was really played up i could see that
0: as a viewer and they were repeat visitors
1: yeah so but like off camera they were lovely very kind people very sweet um you know but then when the camera came they switched and i really didn't like that i was like i don't care if you're an asshole or if you're a dickhead but like don't be someone that you're not kind of thing like just because there's cameras there um so that like that's kind of what overwhelmingly gave like me the the worst taste in my mouth about them was that it was like you know they were just kind of like different on camera to off camera but really? that's the it was like night. night
0: it was like night and day the camera it rolling.
1: was yeah it was i wouldn't say night and day but it was definitely like you know just till dawn um it was yeah they were really lovely off camera um, and some of them were normal, but yeah, there is a, there is a couple that just like completely switched it up. And I was just, I just, I kind of lost a bit of respect at that point. Cause I was like, Oh God, like, you know, it's, well, it's reality TV, but like, you don't have to be fake.
0: Well, in the States, we call that a fame whore.
1: Yeah. So call it what you will, but that's definitely what I noticed.
0: I could, I mean, especially with the lead charter guest, I could see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was that was my experience it with it. Yeah, and that was just kind of disappointing as well. But, you know, everyone to themselves, if that's what they want to do and what they want to portray, then that's fine.
0: So switching gears, we started with me welcoming you to the family. <laughs> Thank you. So let's just go back to that for a minute. So you said, well, first of all, I'll admit it. As important as it is for me to eat healthy and put the right nutrients into my body and hydrate, or start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code VELVETROPE right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code VELVETROPE. I guess my question is like, why now? Like what, I mean, I'm not, not just tell me about this journey. Like why have you come so, out right yeah, now? Yeah, so like
1: when we were filming, I think, you know, just for I thought like when we were filming Identified as Bi, But kind of like a month or two before that, I kind of been starting to realize that I was like leaning more towards the side of like, maybe not bi, like maybe more to women. But then I wasn't like, you know, a hundred percent sure. And I, I think I'm like, I'm very lucky that I've had like a very supportive family. Like my mom has always wanted a gay child because she wants to go on the pride float. Um, And my dad and everyone like that, my grandparents are very supportive. But I think, like, for me, I always just assumed that life would go one way and that I would be one way. So then to, like, realize that actually, oh, maybe I'm, like, actually another way. Like, I'm not very good with change. So I was, like, okay, this is, like, okay. So when we were filming, I was kind of, like, realizing it. And then we got home into lockdown. And, you know, there's nothing to do but stalk social media and think. Um, And I was just kind of thinking about everything and, like, you know doing a lot of like internal searching and it was kind of like one day i was like okay like yeah this is who i am and then once i'd like actually made the firm decision to like to to, like to come to not come to terms with that but to like you know realize that it felt like it felt like the most right thing i guess you could say that's like ever happened in my life And so then I was kind of like, fuck, well, now I realize this, and, you know, we're in lockdown, and I can't like jump on Tinder and, like, you know, explore this whole new side to me. Um, So that was a bit shit. Um, But yeah, but then as well, like, I was really scared about coming out, like, when the show aired and things like that. Because I was like, oh, God, are people just going like, to think I'm doing this for attention? Or like, are they going to even believe me at all in the first place? Like, Kind of stuff like that. And so I was really worried about that. And so I'd had that post like, for a couple of weeks now just like, in my drafts. And I was like, oh, like, I don't know whether I should just not do it. But I felt like by not doing it, you know, all, obviously all my friends and family had known. But I felt like if I didn't actually like, announce it to the world, That I was kind of living a lie and I didn't want to like I didn't want it to you know people to think that it's okay to live a lie so yeah the other day I was like fuck it and I like press post and I was like that's it um and you know and then Courtney basically said you know with the platonic sugar daddy thing you basically just come out anyway and I was like oh yeah true (laughs) so then I was like you know fuck it I'll just do it um and yeah and I did not expect the reaction at all it was absolutely insane I thought people would be like you know congrats like if you live your best life all that crap um but yeah it kind of went a bit insane and I've oh, like the amount of support was actually I was kind of a bit scared but like 99.5 percent of people have been so supportive. You know, you get like the odd like Trump supporter for Christians or all this shit. Or, like just Trump in general. That's like, oh my God, like being, you know, being gay is wrong and all that stuff. And I'm like, well, oh, fuck you. Like I feel sorry for people like that because I think that's just a real lack of education, and they've probably been taught that when they grew up and all that. But um, but yeah, it was a. It's been a very, <laughs> very transformative year. But now that it's like out in the open and everyone knows, it feels really good because it feels like I can start this like new chapter of my life where I'm actually living like, you know, my authentic self and like not kind of like living this like, I don't know, not a lie, but like not feeling fully comfortable like in myself or my sexuality or anything like that. So it's been a huge few days.
0: (laughs) Yes. Well, so did you, not that it matters, I'm just curious, like to get to know you better. So did you yeah. identify as bi before or did you identify as straight?
1: Yeah. So I think up until probably like a year and a half ago, I identified as straight. And then, you know, cause I was, I never really, hadn't really lived a lot. So I, I just like identified as straight. And then I like went traveling and went overseas and stuff like that. And my eyes started to open a bit more to the world. Then I started to learn more about myself. And I would like get crushes on girls and things like that. And I was like, oh, like, you know, maybe that's just like part of growing up um, until I realized that I was like, no. And then I was like, okay. So then I identified as bi. Um, and then I was kind of just like, and I never really like experimented with girls or anything like that. Cause I was just so nervous to like, embrace that side of my personality. Cause it, it's like a, it is, it doesn't seem like a huge thing, especially when I have so much like support. But it is, like, a scary thing. Um, and then, yeah, and then I kind of, like, started to realize, actually, like, I think I might just be a raging lesbian. <laughs> and then I realized I was. And now, having, like, fully come to terms with it, it's, um, I, I, I don't like to say come to terms, because that sounds terrible. But, like, fully accepted it and realized it feels like the best thing.
0: <laughs> but that makes sense. Like, come to terms, you know, like, it's some, like, listen, people yeah. have different degrees of being able to accept it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. when I was
0: young, I wasn't openly gay. I mean, now like I, that. like, yeah. you could say you're a raging lesbian. And I could say, like, I am so gay. Like, I can't even yeah. tell you how gay I am.
1: Exactly. And but now I I'm, like, yeah, that's like a the Like, the gayest
0: of the gay, okay?
1: Yeah. And, like, that's, like, the really kind of, like, fun and interesting thing is that, you know, when I was younger, you know, I was, like, oh. I kind of, you know, all the signs were there. Like, I always really loved, like, feminine-looking guys. Like, my favorite character in Lord of the Rings was, like, Legolas and stuff like that. And, like, I've always been kind of, like, really uncomfortable around men, like, in, like, a romantic setting and, like, kind of sexually, TMI, like, hated being penetrated, like, all this random stuff. And then, it was just a lot of signs. But I think, like, you just assume that you're one way because that's the way that everybody is. So I'm so glad that I was actually able to, like, you know, realize that, you know, that's not actually who I am and I am this way. And now I'm like, okay, right, can lockdown please end and coronavirus please fuck off? Because I want to go have some fun.
0: I don't blame you. Did your, well, (laughs) I don't blame you. Did your parents and, like, friends, like, did you come out to them before you left for the show?
1: So, yeah, they already knew that I was, like, that I identified, like, by before I left for the show. Um, and then like I came back and, you know, through lockdown and stuff, I was kind of like, I think I'm gay. And then they were like, OK, so my dad reacted. He was like, you know, about as interested as if I told him I just like unloaded the dishwasher. And my mom was like so excited. Um, and then my Nana was like not surprised. <laughs> She's always been a bit like, are you sure you're not lesbian? Um, and stuff like that. So, yes, yeah, so they already knew that I identified as bi. But then when I like came, I was like gay, gay. Um, but yeah, then I was always just like a bit worried, you know you know imposter syndrome and things like that, and people taking it the wrong way um, about like why i hadn 't come out before, but it it's like a it 's not a hard thing to come to terms with, but it 's just like you know I think everyone 's just got to do it in their right time, and then ultimately, I decided that I wanted people to know because I think there isn't enough like also queer representation, especially like a lesbian representation in the media um, and on TV. So I thought that was really important. And hopefully like having that helps other people like feel more comfortable in who they are as well. Um, so yeah, it's been a huge time.
0: Is it during, so you really fully figured this all out. I mean, listen, we all have time on our hands. Yeah. It really was because we're locked down in Corona.
1: Yeah, I think like so for me, sweet. I think I would have come to realize it obviously like at some point um, right. this year, but like I am the type of person, cause I have like anxiety and things like that. I often keep myself really busy to distract myself. And even though I am self-aware, I also like just sometimes push everything to the side cause like, I don't want to deal with it. Um, and then obviously this time, like when I wasn't at work, there was nothing else to do and I and I yeah I kind of realized it and I was really doing like a lot of like I don't like spiritual work but like just like self-work like mm-hmm. getting into therapy and things like that um and like you know really coming to terms with a lot of the things that i would just been ignoring for the past like couple of years um and yeah and that was just kind of the think fucking god like the happy realization I came to um and now that like you know now that everyone knows, I feel like a bit less like an imposter and like I can yeah. actually you know, live like my life like fully. And, you know, there's people online and stuff that say like, oh, why does it matter? Like, you know, you coming out like, I don't shout from the rooftops that I'm straight. Like, babe, I wouldn't care if you shouted from the r- rooftops so that you're straight. Like, if you're proud to be straight, that's great. Um,
0: but like, yeah. I
1: think it is really important for people to, you know, to have that representation and that visibility because everyone has, you know, has been a very marginalized community um previously so so yeah
0: do you was any part of you like I I know what Courtney was saying I didn't really agree like I didn't think that just by saying platonic husband Mm -hmm. like I mean I was when I worked in an office I would be like I have a work wife nobody honey (laughs) nobody thought I was straight at the time yeah so I didn't really think that like I I get what she was saying but I didn't think that technically outed you like was there any part of you that was like Because Below Deck is on the air, you know, and I'm doing press and you'll probably go back to watch what happens and just like, was there any part of you that was like, I figured this out, but I better not come out now. Like I better just wait till the season, you know, next, look at, we were just talking about Malia and Sandy, what, seven weeks ago. And now nobody, when we're talking about it, but it's different, it is different. Was any part of you like, if I just wait, you know, like six months or four months till the next season's on, it'll be less of a thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I did. I was kind of like, that's a little bit of the reason like why I was scared to come out now. Cause I was like, I wasn't sure if people were going to take it the wrong way. And then I also wasn't sure if, because, you know, like I'm like a girl and I'm working on deck and things like that, people are going to be like, you know, create these stereotypes. And then we're going to say like quite negative and hurtful things. Um, But no, I thought, I felt like, you know, I could come out later, but I think it is really important to have that representation in the media. Um, and I know that if I, like, if there had been probably more queer people on screen, maybe I could have, like, and, like, you know, good role models on screen as well, maybe I could have actually, like, been a bit more comfortable about the whole thing earlier. Um, so, yeah, but then I also felt like if I was hiding it throughout the whole season, that I was just living a lie, and I didn't really want to live a lie. I kind of just wanted to, like, you know, the world is already getting to know me, so I just wanted to, like, just be like, okay, this is me. This is fully who I am. Like, take it or leave it. Like, but this is it kind of thing.
0: Well, like you said, it, you got like a ton of like way more than you thought. Like, yeah. just, so that must've been emotional.
1: It was insane. I've literally been sitting in this living room for like two days, just like staring at my phone, like, holy shit. Like, you know, I expected this to like, you know, I have some like class friends, like mates and stuff. Just like, yeah, cool, babe. They like, great. And, you know, friends and stuff like that. But I didn't expect it to blow up as much as it has. Um, and so that's been very wild. But I'm I'm kind of glad that a lot of people are happy that there is more representation in the media and have been, like, really supportive because I just wasn't sure. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's fucking been insane.
0: Have but, you... I mean... Oh, sorry. Go on.
1: No, no. Go on. Go on.
0: Well, I was going to say, have you gotten... A lot of those naysayers who are like you're you know like you alluded to this before like you're coming yeah. out now yeah, i don't like, know to get more fame, you want right.
1: attention you want right. like
0: that. now yeah. we'll remember you maybe more as like yeah. the lesbian yeah, no, from below i guy. haven't
1: ha- i haven't had anyone say like that specifically but i've had a lot of people be like why do you care about like coming out as gay like straight people don't come out and i'm like babe you haven't been marginalized like right. for thousands of years throughout history um, right but no I haven't had anything like that and like That's I, I yeah like I mean I find I guess I understand why people think about it like that but yeah I think yeah, the overwhelming reason I just I really didn't want to feel like I was living a lie um and I would have just felt like I was lying to everybody about how to been like you know hey like I'm this like straight girl on deck and you right. know all that stuff and it's just yeah I think everyone deserves to be able to live their truth
0: and if you think about it questions could have come up. Like the next time you're on Watch What Happens, they could have said yeah. like, would you rather Sunshine like, yeah. or James? Like exactly. these questions, I think eventually could have come up as part exactly. of something. Exactly. And then
1: it's kind of like, oh, neither. And then people like start to allude to it anyway. Right. Um, so yeah. So.
0: What about, well, you mentioned like now have ladies all over been slipping into your DMs? <laughs>
1: yeah. It's been so crazy. Like I, I'm, like, a very, like, particular person. I hate to have, like, pending messages and things like that. Like, oh, I, like I get to it. Clear, Trust yeah, me. Yeah, I like to have, like, a clear inbox. Otherwise, I feel stressed. I like, it's like a messy bedroom I feel stressed. Um, but now I've got, like, all these people. I've got, like, a mix of, like, thirsty lesbians um, or people being, like, thank you so much for, like, being, like, lesbian representation in the media because there's not a lot of it or someone saying like, you know, my daughter just came out last week, like, thank you for doing this and things like that. Um, so yeah, there's been hundreds of inbox messages and it's kinda like made me a bit stressed cause I'm like, you know, I could, I. I want to respond to every single one, but I'm like, it's just so many. I'm like, oh my God. It's um, like a full
0: time job, right?
1: Literally. It I is know. a full time job. Yeah. It's insane. I spent hours yesterday just like going through everything and like it's... trying to respond and or at least like give it a like or something like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I get
0: it, it takes forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. Like, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, as a gay man, like you must be elated that this is, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm regardless of the reception like you do it for yourself it's really like exactly. you're living your authentic truth once you make that decision yeah. and yeah. it's really everyone else's problem whether they are on board or not at that or, point or
1: not on board with it exactly right. yeah and it just feels so nice to like not feel like I'm living like a lie or anything anymore and then I'm actually like able to like you know be like your true self to the world and like have the world accept that because even like the first time I was on watch what happens you know I saw the week before that they did with Eddie like and Francesca like would you rather this and would you rather this and I was kind of scared they would have one of those with me because then I'd have to be like fuck like am I just gonna have to like pretend that I think this you know I and into these guys or like you know say no like I was kind of like a bit worried about that um so yeah yeah it's it's so nice just to be like hey I'm Izzy and I love pussy
0: (laughs) you know I I I I I get it what about what I forgot what I was gonna ask you not because of that comment I'm just like <laughs> what about did anyone this is what I was gonna ask you what about did anyone like did you did anyone know like during filming like did you confide in anyone like
1: yeah yeah so on the boat I told Eddie and James and um obviously production you because they see everything um that really? I was by yeah okay. so I told people that I was by and things like that um, and then, obviously, people knew, knew throughout filming. I mean, I, before I came out, I told, like, James um, and Eddie and who else? Like, obviously, like Courtney and stuff knew. that. when I realized I was gay, I was like, oh, my God, guys, guess what um, kind of So thing. you told
0: them before you yeah, came yes. out?
1: Yeah, so, they, so I already told them. And then, yeah, on the boat, they knew that I kind of, like, identified as Because a lot of the times. Um, I think we're talking about husbands or stuff like that. And they kept talking about husbands and I was like, no, like, it's just, <laughs> no, um, and so then I was like, you know, what about, like, a wife kind of thing, so I, like, had that conversation, I'm not sure if they'll air it or not, um, but yeah, so people knew. Um, I think they might air that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll find out, I mean, I spoke, yeah. about, a lot on, I spoke about a lot on the show, so they've got, they had a lot to work with, um, but yeah, yeah, so I did speak about that, and then it's kind of nice to like, you know, have all of their support. Like Eddie messaged me and he was like, you go, girl. Like he was so supportive and all that. So I think really I good.
0: saw that somewhere.
1: Yeah. What yeah.
0: about, have you like heard from anyone else? Like, have you heard from like Andy Cohen, like anyone else at Bravo? And that's like,
1: congratulations. Uh, no, not Andy Cohen or anything like that, but a lot of um, like past cast members. And then like most, most of my um, cast members messaged me and like, congratulations guys. I mean, congratulations, Izzy. Um, and things like that. So that's been really nice. Like, obviously, like, the Bravo community does seem, like, very expecting. I mean, accepting. And also, I think, like, you know, most of the production company, from what I have heard, is gay. So, you know, it is, like, a very accepting community. So, yeah, I've been really, really lucky with the people that I've been surrounded by through kind of, like, the whole process.
0: Well, you can still, like, go through Tinder and your DMs during COVID and just, you could you know,
1: and be like, it's a good, yeah.
0: Like it's a good time to get to know.
1: Yeah. To get to know people and not have like the physical expectations, just be like, who are you really kind of thing. So yeah, I think, you know, once we get past like Christmas and stuff and the new year and all that, then I'll definitely be exploring it further. (laughs)
0: Listen, I'm all for that. Now (laughs) I have to ask, because you would have been asked this eventually on Watch What Happened. So Let's just assume everyone's single and it's a level playing field. We have mm-hmm. Rachel, we have Ashling, we have Francesca, and we have Elizabeth. <laughs> Who would you rather? You have four choices.
1: I mean, the thing is, like, my kind of like type of woman per se is like still kind of like that tomboyish, like, kind of like relaxed, casual, and all of them are like quite made up. Um, Ashling, no. Francesca, no. I mean, either Rachel or Elizabeth, I feel like both of them could be really fun in bed because they're both like quite like quirky personalities. So basically based on like go- going off who I think would be better in bed and like the most fun to be around, probably one of those two. All
0: right. So Elizabeth, I mean, I, I I could see that, Elizabeth yeah. and Rachel. I mean,
1: Rachel would be great because she would cook for you all the time. And I think she'd be like down and freaky. But then Liz is like quite a calming person and I'm quite highly strong. So that could work out as well. So yeah, I'm one of
0: those two. <laughs> well, if you're into like you said, more of like the tomboy, I mean, you'd have to eventually come to New York. But I have, I have an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. I don't know how old you are. Twenty-five. Okay. Well, this woman is a little bit. She's not much old. She's she's very youthful. So I don't know if you have an age range, but I, I have youthful. someone. Well, she's like forty something, probably. So I don't know if that's, that's right. too old. You all could right. say it's too old. I'm okay, but I have I have someone. So When
1: lockdown ends, I'll have to do like a world trip.
0: Seriously. So you learned a lot from being on the show. So that's like, mm-hmm. is that the best thing to have taken away from this? Like that you just, you really like went in, like you could really say your skills on a yacht are completely changed because of this yeah. show. And, and yeah.
1: I think for me, like I went in kind of like this, like insecure, broken like quite sad person and I came out the other side like a lot more sure of myself and I'd learned so much more Um, I was a lot yeah a lot more comfortable and like confident in myself but I also made like so many good friends Um, and like I you know I love to travel so I saw the most you know beautiful places and met the most amazing people and the Antiguan locals were like one of the highlights for me as well so I know, like a lot of people who go on the show, can't always say they had the best experience, but for me, it was just so, so overwhelmingly positive, positive. Um, and I'm quite excited for people like to see the rest of the season.
0: So you would go back to below deck if you were asked? Yeah, in I think the it's something I.
1: Yeah, I think it's something I definitely consider. I think it's it's difficult for me now because I'm kind of like reaching this new chapter in my life. Like I've just, you know, I've realized all this stuff, and you know, I've worked on boats for almost five years so and like in some aspects you know so I'm now coming like at the point where I'm like is this something I want to continue with or do I then want to move on and like have like you know move on to like the different that's like stage of my life because I'm 25 now I'm kind of heading into the latter part of my 20s and then, you know there's other places I want to travel to and other things I want to do and things like that and you know experiment with so yeah it's, it's something I'd consider but it's definitely something I'd have to think about
0: what about without below deck like when quarantine is over like you don't are you planning to go back right away to like a yacht or i mean i guess you just answered that question like you're not sure yeah
1: it depends like i definitely i don't want to do it i wouldn't be saying i'd want to go back to full time um because it is you know it takes so much time and it is quite like a toll so it's probably something i'd be more interested in doing for like a bit of pocket money or like just some short stints here and there um but i'd Probably not full time because I've done it for so long, and I also now like you know I sail. My dad has a boat, so I I really just want to get into enjoying it more as opposed to like you know working. Because sometimes like you know working at your hobby like it sucks the fun out of it a bit. So I do kind of want to get back to like the more fun side of yachting. So we'll see.
0: I could see that. Yeah, I mean that's why you can't knock someone like Kate. It's like it's a hard life. Like it's a hard, especially to be away.
1: Yeah. Like you see Rachel
0: breaking down over leaving her boyfriend. Like it's hard to have a relationship. I mean. Yeah.
1: And it, it is hard to have a relationship and it's hard to really actually set up your life and things like that. And, you know, I've seen a lot of places by sea. I want to see a lot more by land and, you know, there's a lot of other stuff I want to do. I want to do crossings and things like that and like go to places more off the beaten track. So yeah. Yeah. We'll see.
0: Did you hear from Captain Lee after coming out?
1: No, I haven't heard from him yet, but I hear from him all the time. I'm not actually sure if he's seen it. Um, but, yeah, he messages me, like, you know, once every two weeks. And he's like, how are you going, kiddo? Like, everything okay? Staying safe? Things like that. And we chat. So, yeah, no, he's so bloody lovely. Um, and he's like, you know... Like, you know, when the first couple episodes came out and I was like sobbing on my bed about that, he was like, don't worry about it. Like, you know, obviously things get better and, you know, people are going to see a real change and see what you can do. So he's been, he's been so lovely.
0: Were you worried about it? Like in the beginning when it was like, you're like, oh God, I'm being painted in such a bad light.
1: Yeah, I was. Um... But you know I've I had people like that had done the show before and they kind of pointed out they were like, babe listen if you if you kind of watch below deck, if you start off really well at the start, most of the time you end up looking terrible and if you start off looking terrible, most of the time you end up looking really good like they want to have that story arc for you um so yeah. like don't worry and also like i knew that it got better but it obviously it is kind of difficult to see like quite a low point of like your life like aired for everyone to judge when they don't really know the full story or anything like that so yeah i was scared when i saw the first episode i was in hotel quarantine so i had no one around anyway um and i just sat there and cried for about like two hours on my bed and like freaked out um But you know, it got better and it gets better, and we got through that.
0: Did you ever go down the rabbit hole of like? Because I'm first of all, are you shocked at like below? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I went down the rabbit hole. Like you know, I'm such a nosy person, and it's to my demise sometimes. It's like I took myself out of the um, like the fan groups they have on Facebook, but I still read Reddit and Twitter and things like that. So I did go down the rabbit hole, and I didn't make things any easier. And Instagram
0: is no better.
1: No, it's not any better. I was lucky I didn't really get too many bad DMs or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it can, be, it can be an experience when, you know, your worst times are being shown on TV and then all of a sudden everyone has an opinion about it. Like it's, it's a wild thing. But it's really funny on Twitter especially because you get people that were slating you and hated you the week before and all of a sudden they're your best friend. Um, so I found that to be very interesting as well. <laughs>
0: And now you just kind of rise above it. It's like, it's a hard thing. I yeah. mean, I, I yeah. am great at it. I ignore it all, but it yeah. I wasn't I think always you have, this way. I think you
1: have to learn to do that. I think you I'm do. really, yeah, I'm really bad at like, you know, punishing myself. And so I did that as kind of like a sick form of punishment. Um, I, I, but, I get it. Yeah. But, you know, I did realize at some point I was like, listen, these people like they have their own opinions, but like, they're talking shit about people on the internet and like anyone that that is like secure in themselves and genuinely happy wouldn't do that. Um, so you know you just have to rise above it and ignore it and just you know eventually you realize that everyone's got an opinion so.
0: And you could fly in with angel wings with rainbows and unicorns all around you and and be Mother people Teresa. Still it doesn't matter. Yes. Yeah like yeah whether it's like
1: two of your personality or the way you look or I don't know the pair of shoes you decided to wear, someone's going to find something about you that they don't like.
0: So, well, a couple of things. First of all, I can't wait to watch as the rest of the season plays itself out. Second of all, you'll have to come back on.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Before the end of the
0: season. Third of all, congratulations again on coming out. Thank you. I know it's not, listen, we all do it in our own time. Some people never do it. Imagine that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I felt really ashamed after, you know, I was 25 and, you know, I realized it now I felt like such a fraud. Um, But, you know, I have realized that, you know, everyone in their own time does it. So.
0: I live in New York City, like one of the gay mecca capitals (laughs) of the world. And I meet people that are like 40s and 50s that are still, which that's their journey. No shade. I just can you yeah. imagine that? Like, Yeah, that's... I
1: couldn't imagine it. I mean, yeah, I think one of the things that really helped me as well was my cousin, their cousin on the other side said, listen, I was 22 and in a five-year-long relationship with a dude when I realized I was gay. So like, you know, everyone realizes it at some point. So yeah.
0: Yes. Well, congratulations. And <laughs> last thing, is there anything, because I always have my own agendas, anything I didn't bring up that you would like to discuss? Because this is your time to... I'd like to give people a chance at the end. You know, maybe- I don't you have-
1: think so. I think you did your research really well, actually, and you covered everything. You seem like you actually know what you're doing.
0: <laughs> listen, this is behind the velvet rope, honey, you know? <laughs> and I do watch Below Deck. Sometimes people come on and I'm like, I got to do research and I got to fake this because I have no idea who the hell this is. Yeah. Below Deck is, you know, it's, listen, it's one of the highest rated shows on Bravo, you know, yeah, for- crazy. Do you watch, yeah. like, I take it you don't watch like The Housewives or any of that?
1: No, cause we don't really get it over here. And in Australia, we don't really get it at all. Um, so, I mean, I was lucky when we went into filming. I didn't really know how big it was. Like I, I knew people watched, but I didn't really know how big it was. Um, but yeah, I haven't really watched like Housewives or anything like that, more just The Below Decks.
0: It's a big thing. So yeah,
1: thank, you. <laughs> thank you for
0: saying that I did my homework, but <laughs> where can everybody find you online? So they can slip into your DMs. I'm on Twitter,
1: Izzy Wowders. I'm on Instagram, Izzy Wowders. Don't add me on Facebook because that's just for like people I know personally. You can't find me anywhere. I changed my name on there. Um, That's it, I think. Oh, cameo. If you want to book a cameo, like a, a queer cameo, then hit me up.
0: It's all about the cameo, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love doing cameos.
0: If someone, listen, honey, I've said, I would sit home all day and do cameo. If people would just yeah. keep, I, there's nothing better as far as it's I'm concerned so in life.
1: Yeah.
0: It's like free money. I don't, it's, listen. Yeah. There's two things. Cameo and Uber. Those are the two that I would do anything to have thought of because yeah. I feel like I could have thought of both of those. Yeah, I didn't. You
1: just didn't think of them fast enough.
0: Cameo yeah. is literally the best idea in the entire world.
1: It's so good. It's so good. And I tell my favorite things. Like my most favorite thing is like talking. But I also like just like loving on camera and like chatting to people and like creating like unique messages and stuff like that. So when you get all these like random people who have like different stories and different things they want it for, I'm like, oh my god! Like I did this sweetest Christmas message from this dad and daughter to this um, mom last night, and they had like all these inside jokes, and I was like, oh, I love you so much. Yeah, cameo is the shit, so everyone needs to get on that or book one. Also, I'm very cheap, cheaper than everyone else because I wanted everyone to be able to afford it. You're not
0: cheaper than me. I'm literally... Oh,
1: really? You're so cheap?
0: I'm so cheap. I am so cheap. (laughs) And like, I would even lower my rate if I thought it would get me more, but at the price point, I think it's not going to make a difference, but I'm like so cheap. Everyone
1: buys cameos.
0: It's free money. It's like... Exactly. But here's the question, not to circle back right to the beginning. (laughs) If someone's going to pay your rate, would you show your fee on Cameo?
1: Listen, if someone wanted to give me like $500, I would probably slip a toe in there.
0: Listen, you guys, you've heard it here first. So, (laughs) all right, keep in touch. DM me. You're very good about getting back. I'll keep in touch with you. I really appreciate this. This was fun.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I actually really enjoyed myself.
0: You are amazing. You're going to come back on though, for real.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: All right, have an awesome night.
1: Thank you, bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope, because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, 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 on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David yantev on Instagram